everybody. How you doing? This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the podcast. Today is Thursday, September 3rd. This is episode 993. It's my little Thursday shout out, a little shot in the arm to encourage you. And today we're going to look just for a moment at the life of Moses. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. I hope you guys are doing great today. Uh, we are now into the month of September, and I appreciate hearing from you guys. We're hearing from a lot of you over at the podcast. If you have a question that you'd like to see addressed, there's a couple ways to do it. You can go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday, and you can submit a question there. Uh, we love to hear from you. Remember, when you submit those, please keep them short and sweet and to the point. We love to answer your questions at Mailbox Monday. Also, you can reach me at anchor.com. FM. Uh, this is a, actually kind of an awesome thing. So we decided that we would go ahead and give it a shot and just see if uh, you guys would be interested in leaving voicemails for us. And it's pretty cool. You guys have been willing to do that. And it's kind of fun to see that happening. And so the way for you guys to do that is to go to anchor.fm. I will link back to it in the show notes today, but it's anchor.fm forward slash Heidi St. John, all one word, forward slash message. And they need to be under a minute long, but it's kind of cool. You guys can leave a voicemail there and then we can insert that into the podcast. So kind of a fun way to do it. And we're enjoying listening to your questions over there. Uh, I am in the middle right now. Actually, I'm coming to the end of writing a book. I've been working on it for over a year. And uh, it's it's called, I think it's going to be called, I'm not entirely sure, uh, MomStrong 365. It's a 365-day devotional for mothers and actually for anybody who has influence on in the life of a child. But mothers are carrying a pretty amazing uh, responsibility right now, particularly in the middle of COVID-19 and all the things that we're seeing happening around us. Like you guys, uh, I'm watching the news every day. I continue to believe that what we're seeing around us has been completely politicized, overblown. Uh, I'm very, very frustrated by what I see around me. And yet the Lord does not change. Uh, you guys keep asking me if I think we're living in the end times. The answer is yes, we've been living in the end times since Jesus uh, rose and went back to heaven. And uh, I do think we're getting closer and closer. We're going to be studying that, actually. We're going to study the book of Revelation for the months of October and November, probably December. It's kind of a lot to unpack. I want to go at a pace where I feel like you guys are really able to absorb rather than go through it so quickly because there's so much there and there are things that we can disagree about. And so we see a lot of it in the church right now. And in fact, um, when I come back on Monday, we're gonna I'm going to be answering more of your questions at Mailbox Monday. Most of the things that, that you guys are asking me right now have to do with the fact that our culture is literally in a free fall. We're definitely in a financial free fall. We're in a political free fall. We're in a spiritual free fall. And how do you shore up in the middle of a free fall like that. Well, you do it because you're secure in the knowledge of the word, that you know who you are, that you know that you're loved, that you know where you came from and where you're going. I love this passage in Exodus uh, chapter 14. Have you guys ever read through the book of Exodus? Like you just, you just really should. Uh, you know, it's interesting to me to note the more that I uh, am speaking and talking to people, the more I see a hunger. And it's just, it's so exciting to me to see 
people hungering and thirsting for righteousness to want to follow the Lord with all their heart, all their soul, all their mind and all their strength. And in the middle of Rome or Exodus 14, we find that the Israelites are uh, petitioning, Moses is petitioning Pharaoh to let the Israelites go. Right. And he's been doing this and they've been right in the middle. They've been in the middle of the plagues and Pharaoh's disobedience ultimately is going to cost him his life. Moses goes to Pharaoh over and over and he speaks on behalf of the Lord and he says, let my people go. And in Exodus chapter 14, we have come to the point where Moses has now let them go and the Israelites have have gone out into the wilderness. And then God says, I'm going to harden Pharaoh's heart. He's going to chase after you, but don't worry about it. All right. Because I've planned this thing in order to display my glory through Pharaoh and his whole army. And then after this, the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord, that I am the Lord. And sure enough, exactly how God said is it is is what happened uh, when the word reached the king of Egypt that the Israelites were out uh, leaving, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds. And they said, what have we done letting all those Israelite slaves get away? And so verse six, Pharaoh harnessed his chariot and called up his troops. He took with him 600 of Egypt's best chariots along with the rest of the chariots of Egypt, each with its commander. This is a lot of people. Then the Bible says that the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. So he chased after the people of Israel who'd left with fists raised in defiance. The Egyptians chased after them with all the forces in Pharaoh's army, all of his horses and chariots, his charioteers and his troops. The Egyptians caught up with the people of Israel as they were camped beside the shore of the Red Sea. And as Pharaoh approached, the people of Israel looked, and what did they begin to do, you guys? They panicked. They panicked. They began to complain like they did so often to Moses. They complained to him, and they said, why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? You know, weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? Why have you done this to us? Why did you make us leave Egypt? Didn't we tell you this is going to happen? Can you guys listen to these these, uh, Israelites just doing what they normally do, you know? Uh, whining and complaining. And I would imagine that Moses got real tired of it. All right. Moses looks at them after they said it was better to be a slave in Egypt than a corpse in the wilderness. He looked at them and said, don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. In a lot of respects, that's what I feel like I'm doing with my kids lately, even here at the podcast. And if you've ever noticed that a large part of what Moses did in shepherding the children of Israel, it was basically just to be their biggest encourager, wasn't it? He was constantly reminding the children of Israel who they were, where they come from, where they were going, and whose they were, that they belong to the Lord of Heaven's armies. You know, kind of like what you're doing with your kids right now. And in Exodus chapter 14, If you go back to the beginning of the chapter, you'll see that Moses was facing this really big problem, right? Because he had had done such, uh, he had been doing the hard work that God had asked him to do. And with the help of God, he had rescued the Israelites out from under the hand of Pharaoh and out of slavery. And now here he is in front of the Red Sea. And as usual, the Israelites are whining and complaining and displaying an incredible lack of faith. And I'm assuming Moses must have been exhausted by this point. He must have been, but he had a choice to make. 
He could throw up his hands in the air and leave the whining, complaining, immature Israelites to figure it out for themselves, or he could continue to be the leader that God had called him to be. And I often wonder what it must have been like to see Moses when he was alone with God. I picture him frustrated, weary, sometimes even afraid as he accepted the challenge that God had given him. And in this case, God must have given Moses extraordinary faith because he should have been afraid. Here's Pharaoh's army barreling down on you. You're at the shore of the Red Sea. And instead, he was filled with courage because of God. And even though the Egyptian army was closing in on them, he spoke with confidence, don't be afraid. Stand still and watch the Lord rescue you. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. Of course, you guys know the rest of the story, right? God parts the Red Sea and does the unimaginable. The people of God walked across the seabed on dry land. And the word that Moses had spoken to the people of Israel came true before their eyes. The Egyptians that were chasing them that day were never seen again. And men and women, this is our job right now. It's to impart this kind of faith to our children against all odds. And sometimes in the middle of what feels like an unwinnable situation, we are called to point the eyes of our children and the people around us heavenward and to remind them that God is the one who rescues. You see, in the culture today, our children need us to lead them on a journey of trusting God more than ever before. Think about the situations that you're facing today. Are you pointing your children to the Lord with confidence? Because God can be trusted. He can be trusted. And you can look to him with all the trust that you can muster. And you can say, Father, I, I, I don't even understand what's going on around me. I need your help. But then do what God asked you to do and remind the people who are under your care, whether that's people at work, whether it's your children, wherever it is, whatever circle of influence that God has given you, you have an opportunity to point them back to the Lord. In the middle of the Rona, point them to Jesus. In the middle of all this, this craziness and all the things that we see happening around us and the, the fear that we see everywhere, which I keep telling you guys is a spirit. God says, don't be afraid. Don't act afraid. Don't walk in fear. God is still at work. And we have an opportunity right now to walk that out in a way that pleases the Lord. I am, uh, I'm so, you guys, tomorrow's guest coming into the show is an incredible woman. Uh, she's going to actually be in the studio with me. Her name's Betty Campbell. She is the founder of Expose Hope. And I'm going to give you a little bit of a heads up right now. Tomorrow's podcast is not going to be for children. Uh, this woman was uh, involved in prostitution and stripping when she was younger. And now she has a, a, leads a ministry that brings women out of the life and uh, and exposes them to the hope of Jesus. And she's doing an incredible job. I cannot wait for you guys to hear her story. You're going to be encouraged by it. She's also going to be talking about how you can protect your children 
from being picked up by sex traffickers. It, this is an, an amazing, amazing uh, podcast. It's going to be an incredible interview. And I'm just going to warn you ahead of time, this is not going to be something that you're going to want your little kids to listen to. But I hope you'll tune in tomorrow because the things that are happening around us with the masks and everything, we are setting our kids up, our kids online all the time. And uh, I come on here a lot and I say, please, you know, don't be afraid. Open your eyes, open your eyes. And I think tomorrow uh, you're going to be really encouraged to hear where the Lord brought this amazing woman from and what he's doing in her life right now, because that is the God we serve. He is an amazing God and he is still at work. He's still at work. We love you guys so much. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast again and for sharing it with your friends. Uh, Thank you so much for sharing the message of hope for standing up for uh, what you know to be right and for getting off the bench with me and onto the battlefield. You guys, there's a battle the Bible says is waging all around us, but ultimately the Lord of heaven's army, his message is the same. Do not be afraid. Stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you back here tomorrow with my friend, Betty Campbell. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.